listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am Chuck Peters, and I'm so glad to have you join us today. We want to uh, do many things to the podcast, and one of those things that we want to do is encourage you. And so if you are like many of us, needing encouragement, today's a good day for you to be tuned in. So share this with all your friends who may be struggling with a little bit of feelings of inadequacy. You're questioning, you know, is this is this what I'm supposed to be doing? So if you've ever asked yourself the question, Lord, why am I here? We're going to talk about some reasons that God has chosen you, specifically you, to serve where you are at this point in time. And to talk about that is our good friend, Klista Stortz from our VBS team. Hi, Klista. Hello, Chuck. Long Man, time no see. I know. It's so nice to talk with you. We were just catching up before... <laughs> Uh, we started recording this episode. We, um, your office is at, when we're back in our building. Your office is right outside Jana Magruder's office, and I regularly meet with Jana and others who are close to you. And so I've made a regular practice of just saying hello and catching up with you. And yeah. I just really miss seeing friends and, and connecting in person. I do too, so much, so much. So I'm so an introvert at heart, but yeah. there's a there's enough extrovert in there that I miss people. And it's, you know, there's just something, um, there's something special about being face-to-face in person with people. A lot of us in our ministries have not been, and a lot of us in our work have not been. And even though we may be at home, you know, near our families more, around our spouses more, with our pets, that's all great. That's all good. But there's something about other friendships and being with your coworkers. That's just, it gives you energy. Uh, and, And so I miss that. I do too. I was, our church finally got back into meeting in person, still on a limited basis. But that verse, that song from when I was a little girl about, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm mm. like, oh, I know what you mean now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's refreshing to be yeah. with people to be back together. It really is. Well, you know, this this is a season, and I think we've all kind of coped with this a little differently, right? There's been a lot of frustration, and there's been some challenges of having to do new things. And it's easy to get discouraged uh, at any time in ministry. It's easy to get discouraged. We're vulnerable to feeling inadequate or to wondering if we're making a difference. Uh, But especially now, it seems, you know, as we're as we're more isolated from our teams, from the people we minister to, sometimes, you know, just getting a smile or or any sort of a feedback can really help to put wind in your sails. And I think we're all kind of hungry and missing that. And and, And I think a lot of leaders are feeling discouraged right now. Sure. Because even even when you're getting emails, you can't see the emotion that that's behind the email. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad or, yeah, you just, you miss it. Even on Zoom. And so we're, as we record this, we're able to see one another in producer yeah. Trey while we, you know, we record the episode. But it's not the same as being in the same place at the same time. No, not Even all. seeing people. Well, so let's talk about this. Um, you, you're you teaching a session. You're leading a conference uh, for our Etch conference, yeah. uh, which, if you, as you listen to this episode, has already passed. So I'm, I hope you didn't miss it. If you want to find out about the Etch conference now as you listen to the episode, and if you want to listen to Clista's entire session, you can find all of it archived at uh, uh, Digital Pass, LifeWay's Digital Pass. So digitalpass.lifeway.com. 
Or is it lifeway.com slash digital pass? I'll have to confirm that. We'll put it in the show notes to get the right link. There it will go. probably both get you there, but you can find <laughs> the whole archive of the Etch Conference, including your session. And you've called your session, Be You, No One Else Can. Yes. So tell us about that notion of being you. And for all of us who are who are questioning, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, yeah. how, how do you answer that? You know, I think, and I even started off my whole conference this way, but truly it's something I have struggled with for the longest time. And, mm. um, and I guess there's a, there's a part of me that, that definitely thinks as, as ministers, as people in the ministry, there should at least be a humility, a humbleness of who we are. Mm. And am I good enough? Am I enough? But not to the point where it stifles what you're able to do. And it, because it can literally just, um, it can stop you dead in your tracks. If you're continuing to question, I don't think I'm good enough, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. And then I, I had a good friend one time because I, I did, uh, grow up, um, in my ministry with people who had, um, had been, had, they were veterans, you know, in the ministry and they seemed to know everything. And mm. I, um, my degree was is in in business and not education, and so that you know on top of just being new in the ministry was was another thing, and then being around people who had seminary degrees and had all these education degrees, it was just another layer of oh my goodness, oh my goodness, but yet I still felt called mm. to do what I was going to do, and I had a really good friend of mine say to me, you know. God had this person in place for that time. Um, her gifts, her abilities, God needed them at this church then. And now he needs her somewhere else. And so he has called you for whatever gifts you have. Yeah. You have a special set of gifts that you can use and that God needs right now. And so you just need to be who you are. And so that's where it came from. So I, it makes me think of, you know, Esther and the story of Esther, where we, uh, we yeah. know that you know, there's that famous verse that perhaps, perhaps God put you here for, for such a time as this. Right. And that's and, the only explanation for me, to be honest yeah. with you. I can think of no other reason why I would be doing what I'm doing right now. And so for each of us, you're saying perhaps that's the case for every one of us. Right. That God has you where you are. Uh, he yeah. is in control of time and space and he moves people and he orchestrates relationships and opportunities and opens doors and closes windows and all that stuff. Yeah. But he is sovereign and right. he has put you where you are. I believe that is biblical, yeah. but it doesn't always feel that way, right? No. Because I think a lot of times our feelings can mess with us. Oh, our feelings can they mess with us. You know, the enemy can mess with us, um, honing in on those feelings that we have. And anytime that I am comparing myself to anybody else, it's that's that's not what God wants. The only person I need to compare myself is to Jesus. Yeah. And the times that I feel, I don't know, awkward in whatever I'm doing or um, ill-equipped or whatever, I have to go back to God knows exactly where I am. I, he's not surprised by where I am. He's put me here. And so just keep pushing until he moves you. Hmm. And I, that's what I have to keep going back to. 
So what, what are some of those common doubts that you think people carry? What, what are those feelings or those lies that we might hear in our heads? I think one of the things that we do tend to do is we look at other people um, and their strengths while we look at our own weaknesses mm. instead of looking at our strengths and the weaknesses of and the strengths and weaknesses of other people. Mm. And so so that we work together and not against each other. So because of my personality, I am one. I will look at my weaknesses and your strengths and I will feel so inadequate at what I do. I'm like, why can't I be like Chuck? Why can't I be all bubbly and excited and this and that? But, you know, God <laughs> you has are all my personality, <laughs> how I am, because maybe I, oh, there you go, right? Um, but but I also have kind of a quiet personality that sometimes hopefully will draw people in that might otherwise be, um, you know, a little nervous about being with somebody who is very much an extrovert. Maybe they feel more comfortable with, a, you know, someone who's a little bit more down, whatever. <laughs> so... So that's why I think that we have those doubts, because honestly, I can't, there's really, truly no explanation for me to be in the business I am, except that I can tell you um, that when I was a little girl, my deepest desire was to be a teacher when I grew up. Mm. And in college, I kind of let some peer pressure say, eh, you don't want to do that, da, 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 and kind of turned away from education and what had been in my heart forever turned toward this. And I think God said, um, well, I appreciate that. And you're going to use it, but no, you know, come back over here. And so I'm kind of back in to where my heart's desires are. So I hope that answers so, your question. Yeah. So that, that comparison game is a dangerous one, oh, right? So huge. whenever we, we take our eyes off the Lord and look at others, that's yeah. dangerous. I think it's particularly, we're particularly susceptible to that with social media Right, because we, oh. especially when we're not at the office, it's a little easier to pick up the phone and look at your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed or whatever it is you look at and scroll through. Yeah. And when you were talking about we look at other people's highlights or other people's strengths, nobody mm -hmm. ever posts their the bad things right. on the social media, right? So we know all no. the own junk that we are carrying and dealing with and trying to overcome. Right. And we see all these great yeah picture perfect lives and ministries of other people, it can be easy for us to be tricked or deceived into thinking that that's everyone else has it together and we're the only one who doesn't. Oh, absolutely. We're not going to, you don't, um, I don't post a picture of myself, you know, on my worst day. You're not going to see that. I'm not going to tell you about the week, you know, all my kids troubles or, you know, None of that comes out. And, you know, if, if you look at social media and you look at someone's selfie, think about yourself. How many times did you take a selfie before you actually put it on? <laughs> because I know if I'm ever going to put a selfie up, I probably will take it like 10 times before I feel like, you know, OK, this one's OK. I can put it up. And so we don't think that other people do that same thing. And so we and, and and I look at other people's that houses. Yeah, yeah. So we. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'll go look, I'll go visit someone's house and it's all spick and span and everything's in place. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, my house is a mess. Well, I know when I have people over, I'm going to go clean everything up. And so that's what my friend, you know, so we do, we just tend to look at what's bad in our lives and what's good in someone else's. Yeah. And then the reality is 
I, and I figured this out years ago. So actually, somebody at the time, someone older than me that I looked up to in, in business and ministry shared this. And he said, nobody has it figured out. No. Because you always think that the person who's got more experience or the person who's a little bit older than you, I always thought adults had it all figured out. You know, once sure. you were 30, when you're a kid, it's like they've got... Now, I've learned that's not true, right? Nobody has it figured out. Everyone is trying to figure out what to do. And everybody's dealing with all kinds of challenges and struggles. And again, the longer I live, the more I realize there's a lot of pain that people are are dealing with that that most of us are not aware of. Right, exactly. So in all of that, realizing that it is true that other people have struggles too, they just don't publish them for the world to see. We're not alone in the challenges that we have to deal with. What is the promise, Clista, that you look to that would say, let's let's look to the Lord because what? Well, because who knows, maybe you were put here for such a time as this. I mean, honestly, and I, I know that you just said that scripture verse, but that's truly what I go back to that in Jeremiah 29, where it's I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper, you know, it's not not for destruction. And so I go back to that all the time and I say, you know what? I am a child literally of the almighty God, the creator of the universe. He loves me. He has loved me from the day he created some since before he created the earth, mm. definitely before he created me. And if I can just keep going back to that and remember, and I think that's my desire. I've got, you know, I have friends who don't know the Lord. I have family who don't. And my biggest prayer for them is I'm like, if you could only have any idea how much God loves you, mm. you would be amazed. And, and so that's, I just keep going back to that. And you think, okay, if he loves me that much, how could I not want to do what he asks me to do? And how can I not have faith in what he's called me to do? Because when I doubt that, when I tend to doubt myself, I have to remember I'm kind of, I'm almost doubting that God can do it through me. So Mm -hmm. am I ultimately doubting myself or am I doubting God? And yeah. that's pretty huge. Yeah, that's very huge, right? Because we, I mean, with our American Western mindset, we are right. driven that we have to get it done, Absolutely. pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, do better, work harder, whatever that is. Yeah. But the biblical view would say that really the battle belongs to the Lord. It's his work. Absolutely. And he I just love it. chooses to use us. Yeah. And in fact, you- his strength is perfected in our weakness. Yeah. And I love the scripture where it says, you need to only stand still. The Lord if will fight for Exodus you. Exodus 14, 14. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't have a scripture verse. I'm yeah. so bad with good the address. That's a good one. But I love that. And there are so many times I'm like, Lord, I have followed what you, what I believe with all my heart you have called me to do. If, if not, then help me know that. Yeah. But, but if in this case I followed you and this is what I'm supposed to do, then just help me to back off and you just go do what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. We had a verse for, uh, I was camp pastoring for Centra Kid a couple of years ago. It was Ephesians 2.10, right? That's, um, we are his workmanship yeah. created yeah. in Christ Jesus for yeah. good works, which yeah. God prepared ahead of time for yeah. us to do. And that whole thought that we're created to do what he's prepared ahead of time for us to do. How yeah. can we fail in that? 
Right. And I was just listening um, to something on TV this morning. Someone had written a book and she just keeps pointing to to kids and the people over and over again and saying, you know, if if you're not if you don't feel good about yourself, then remember back to your childhood. Mm. Remember and go back to what you feel like God has given you a desire for and go for that. And yeah. realize that, hey, this is what I was created for. This is what I was designed for. And and just keep pushing toward toward that um, and not trying to take it in our own hands. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's perfect. And so, yeah, you know, we go through some trying times um, in writing and editing and all those things. And, and you're exactly right. You can get down. But if you can go, okay, no, he created me for this. Mm. This is what I'm going to do. So, mm. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it also makes me, you know, reminds me of the truth that doubt is from the devil. Absolutely. Right? God is not a God of doubt. He has called us and equipped us and he's put you where, like you said, he's put, he's made you who you are and put you where you are yep. right now for a reason. And so and then I think of James, you know, where it says, if you lack wisdom, ask of God, but yeah. ask in faith because uh-huh. the one who doubts is like, driven and tossed by the wind. So we need to walk in confidence in the calling that we have. Yeah. And I will say, I I also have rested in the fact that God, as a believer, God's not going to let me totally mess up his plan for my life. And if I do choose to go this way, I can rest assured that he is going to draw me back. I, you know, if, if, and and that I think that made me so happy when he when I when someone said that to me he's not going to let you mess his plan up yeah for you nor the people that you're working with I I'm he's not going to let what I do mess up his plan for this child's life that's in my ministry he's going to use me to help that child but he's not going to let me mess his plan up for that child or that family mm-hmm. and um, that was a that was very reassuring to me that. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not God. I'm not Christ. Um, and so it's really not up to me. And so he's He's going to fix whatever I mess up. So very thankfully, I can rest in that. And I've heard it said that the measure of success in ministry isn't, isn't about success. It's about faithfulness. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So cool. we need to keep showing up. And we need to yeah. keep preparing and we need to keep pouring into kids' lives and pointing yeah. them to Jesus and not stress over it. And leave the rest to him. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, within your session, I, I mentioned at the beginning of uh, of the episode that you are teaching a session for the Edge Conference, or now you have already done the session for the Edge Conference if right. you're listening to this anytime after it's recorded. Tell us what are some other highlights from that session? Are there any other big topics that we have not hit on? Yeah. I, and it, the, the funny thing is, is I'm sitting here talking about this with you and I'm like, oh man, I should have included that in my session. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people will come back and hear this and go, oh, that's a good point too. That's great. That's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was talking about just the different tests that you can take if you're trying to figure yourself out, you know, the Enneagram and the the colors and the animals and all of that stuff. And again, you know, I think we can't get completely caught up in those because it's, you know, ultimately man's version of everything. But some of them really, as I have looked through them and either taken their quizzes or assessments, things like that, 
some of them really do say, well, here's, here's kind of how you are. Here's when you're at your best. Here's when you're at your weakest. And so as, as you start to realize those kinds of things, it does help you. If I'm one that continually looks at my weaknesses instead of going, yeah, but I have this strength and this strength and this strength. Um, that's what I really like about those. Um, the other thing I do like about it is it also helps me to better understand the people with whom I work. Because again, even not that I want to see what their weaknesses are, but what I, what I like about it is that if I'm nervous about my strengths, mm-hmm. it will help me to find other people who can use their strengths and my weakness and we come together and we work together and that's what makes a team. Yes. And, and so that I, you know, really talked about that. Ultimately I do, um, I did want to re- remind people that, um, Again, the only person who has any right to examine who we are and um, to judge, I guess, who we are is Jesus Christ. The only person we need to um, compare ourselves with other than to further his kingdom. I mean, I think it's good to look at what other people are doing and go, okay, you know what? I think I, I can build on that. I think that's great. But we have don't judge yourself. And don't judge the others and instead use each other's strengths and weaknesses together to further the kingdom. So. Beautifully said. Clista Stortz, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. I was, I'm excited. I'm so glad to have you. It's always fun to talk, and I so appreciate your thoughts. Listeners, I have already confirmed the URL where you can find this session and others (laughs) from the Edge Conference is digitalpass.lifeway.com. Digitalpass.lifeway.com. You can go there and you can get the full experience of the Edge Conference. If you missed it, you haven't missed it. You can still get it for such a time as this. For such a time as this, and and you you will now have access to what I said on this podcast as well as, as well what as I said that. in it's the, the conference. So yeah, there you right? go. Kristen, thank you again. Listeners, thank you for listening. We'll see you back another time for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 